It's my delight and pleasure once again in reaching you on this platform as we yet pursue this journey of conforming to the image and the likeness of the very Christ. It has pleased the Lord to begin to deal with us in a particular series that we have been considering and the sessions we have been having on these podcasts and um, we are yet going to proceed further looking more intently and more delicately into the things that the Lord will desire to reveal to us. Let us pray together. Our dear Father, we thank you because of your great interest in making us your specimens, in making us Lord, your own great assets that you can display to the world. However, you have been showing us practical and proven ways whereby our lives can become the products that you desire and you intend. And so, Lord, as we yet look into your lively oracles, we are asking that you are going to cause your word to break forth again to us. And you are going to lead us into deeper experiences in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes, we have started looking at divine concentration for incubation. And the last podcast, we did consider one very important call, one very important priority. The reason for which the Lord chose the twelve and ordained them. He called them to intimacy. That was the primary purpose of his call. It was not for activity. It was not just for duties and responsibilities that he called them. He called them primarily to intimacy that they might be with him. That they should be with him. And um, that's God's desire. That's Christ's passion. That's Christ's expectation. That as we come into discipleship process, we are going to also esteem and prioritize being with Him in the secret closet and in the private place of communion and fellowship with Him. We're going to take a step further as we yet look at Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 13. And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. I'm going to stress the words or the phrase, whom he would. He calleth unto him whom he would. We're going to concentrate on the choice of his selection, the parameter for his choice. The parameter for choosing the men he chose, the twelve, and bringing them unto himself. Nonetheless, there were several thousands in his days, perhaps millions. And out of these thousands, perhaps at this time, where he was, where he stayed in Jerusalem and in other cities, yet he decided to concentrate on just twelve. It's noteworthy to consider this and to discover what are the basis or the parameters for the choice of God. 
it's important to note that the choice of God is not based upon the status, the reputation, and the position in the society. That is not God's parameter for choice. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 26, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men, he calls wise men, but not many of them actually, not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are strong. Now look at the choice. He chose the foolish things. He chose the weak things. And the Bible said he did that so that the glory, the honor should be to him. And the best things of the world and the things which are despised at God choosing, yea, things which are not. Don't forget the trend, the foolish things, the weak things, the base things, things which are not. God has chosen to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. It was not a function of the education of this man. The educational or professional qualification was not the parameter the Lord used in bringing them to himself. It was not even their social attainment in their community at that time. The Lord actually even prefers unlearned men, foolish men of the world, weak men of the world, so that he might confound those who think they are mighty, those who think they are wise, those who think they are nobles, those who think they are the learned people, the educated people. In Acts chapter 4, when they queried the disciples, particularly Peter and John, and they brought them before the council, the Bible said, when they saw the boldness of this man, when they saw the audacity of faith that they demonstrated, when they saw how fearless they were, they said they took notice that they had been with Jesus. Even though they were unlearned men, they were illiterate in our terminology. They were not scholars. They were not even near those who are being in the temple, who are sitting at the Sahendrin. Yet, they, they took notice, they perceived that this man had been with Jesus. They perceived that this man had been in the presence of the great master because they saw the boldness they demonstrated. They saw the fearlessness they demonstrated and they said, no doubt, this Jesus must have concentrated on this man. This Jesus must have sat upon this life. This Jesus must have taken his time to concentrate his attention upon this man. And the Bible said they perceived they perceived that they had been with Jesus. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 and in verse 13, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men by their own standards, 
They marveled. It took them by surprise. It was a shock. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Don't forget, if you link that up to Mark chapter 3 that we have been considering, verse 13, he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And the reason is that they might be with him that they should be with him now we're going to concentrate like i said on the parameter of divine selection what actually determines the choice of god is his brokenness his yieldedness and his willingness to surrender all to follow the Lord. This is what the Lord looks for in the vessels he uses. This is, for, this is what the Lord looks for in the men he chooses and appoints for his divine assignments. He looks for brokenness. He looks for yieldedness. And he looks for willingness. That is what catches the attention of God actually. It is not the loftiness, the might, the strength, the you know literal scholarly attainment of a man that draws a man to God. Not so. It is his brokenness. It is his yieldedness to God. It is the measure of death that has occurred or that has taken place in such a man that attracts God to such a man. Now listen to what God said, the comment of God in Isaiah 66 from verse 1. Thus said the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that he built unto me and where is the place of my rest? For all those things at my hand made. The great masterpiece, the architectural designs, the landscape and the cosmos and the beautiful water bodies, all those things at my hand made and all those things have been, saith the Lord. These things don't catch my attention. These things don't draw me close to them. He said, but to this man will I look. To this man will I pay attention. To this man will I concentrate upon. To this man will I look. Will I look intently with the intention of concentration. He said, to this man will I look even to him. Even to him, the law was particular now. The law was very, very particular. Even to him, as, he, as it were, he was pointing his finger to such a kind of man that is going to look upon and concentrate his attention on, that is going to choose for a special divine purpose. Even to him, that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembled. At my word. Though there were many educated and privileged and enlightened men in the time and in the days of Jesus, yet he chose these 12 men. God's choice men, most of the time, are weak men in themselves. They are men who have acknowledged their weakness and their helplessness so that the strength of God will be made manifest in their mortal body. God is not looking for men who are strong in themselves, men who are rigid, 
men who are too strong for God to penetrate and to find expression through them. Rather, he's looking for weak men whose only strength is the Lord. Men who will be able to say without any iota of doubt and any shadow of fear, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The strength of their life is God. They are weak in themselves. They are poor and they are of a contrite spirit. What the Lord is looking for is contrition, is brokenness, is humility of heart. And that is what makes him to select, to choose his men whom he desires to concentrate upon. Are you there listening to me? You might feel you are not part and included in God's plan. In God's purpose, that is not true. That is a lie. All the Lord is looking for in you is your brokenness and your yieldedness. No matter how dirty your past might have been, no matter how defied you are, if you are going to come to the Lord broken and contrite, yielded to Him, willing to surrender, He's going to receive you and surely He's going to concentrate on your life. He's going to clean up the mess of the past and He's going to give you yet another future that is glorious. All you just need to do wherever you are, just say, Lord, Jeremiah, I lose every strength in myself. I lose every strength that I'm leaning on and I come to lean upon the sufficiency of your grace. Are there people there who will allow their sufficiency to be given away so that the sufficiency of Christ might come? Men who will exchange their deficiency for the sufficiency of God's grace. These are men that the Lord is looking for. Men who are contrite. Men who are not too arrogant. Men who are not, you know, boasting and bragging of their attainment in the world, their reputation and their status. Doesn't matter. They are not mighty men. They are weak men. Yes, you are weak. You are warm. The Lord knows your weaknesses. He knows how warm you are. Just come to Him in contrition today. Just come to Him yielded and still before Him. And then He will concentrate upon you till His life, His nature, His power is incubated in your life. Father, we thank you for this great revelation. I'm asking and praying, Lord, that you will find expression of your life and your power and your nature and your glory through us, even as we come before you. Lord, in humble, contrite disposition of heart, in brokenness, you receive your people. In Jesus' precious name. God bless you. You can reach me on plus two three four one one six nine four three two eight nine and um, we trust the lord will make it